0: The central theme of today's episode of Home Care Heroes is mentorship. Lashandia had a great mentor to help her start her multi-million dollar agency, and now she helps to mentor others. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Home Care Heroes podcast, featuring trending topics and practical wisdom for success in home care. Here's your host, Ken Acardi.
0: Welcome back to Home Care Heroes. Today, my very special guest is Lashanda Pounds, and she goes by Sean. And Sean is actually she's a veteran of our industry. She ran a home care agency that she grew to three million dollars in less than two years. So obviously, she's done a lot of things right. And then she actually sold her agency, and became a mom, and also does consulting. And she, in addition to having the names of LaShondia and Sean, she also goes by Savvy Business Chick. So she really (laughs) focuses a lot on women entrepreneurs. And I think there's a lot of great things we're going to talk to Sean about today. And with that, Sean, welcome to uh, Home Care Heroes.
1: Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, everybody.
0: All right. So you told me beautifully before we started recording today about your story and how there was somebody who really helped you and inspired you and got you into home care and taught you a lot about business. So why don't you just share your story about getting into home care and what led up to these things in your life?
1: Sure. My ultimate theme is mentorship. There was a mentor to help me. And so therefore, right now I am a mentor to so many different women entrepreneurs and home care business owners. So back in like 2005, I had the privilege to have a registered nurse who had been in the industry, both as a nurse and a business owner. She took me under her wing and she pretty much sat me down and said, hey, I'm going to help you start your own business, which is rare that someone would help you start their own business. She could have just said, hey, I want you to help me run my business. And I had a finance background. My background was sales and marketing. I worked with stockbrokers. I was used to this fast-paced environment and healthcare and home care was nowhere on my mind. And so as I learned through writing the policies and the procedures, like I did everything from scratch. A lot of people buy policies and nothing against that, but I developed the policies from scratch. I got all of our credentials with insurance agencies, with Medicaid, so on. I did all those from scratch and she stayed on me. She helped me, she pushed me until it was complete. And so after doing all that, Look, I had to work a part time job just until my business got to where I was able to bring in clients. When I got through all that, then I hit the ground running. I took my marketing experience, my sales experience, my aggressiveness that I learned from working with stockbrokers, and I was able to gain 13 clients within a short period of time. And so at the end of the year, we had like 3.3 in revenue and then it continued to grow up until 5 million in revenue until I sold the business. So that's part of my startup story. And that's why I say, you know, we all need somebody who can give us a blueprint so that we're not starting from scratch. We're not doing it on our own.
0: What a fantastic story. And up to five million dollars in such a short period of time. I mean, that's incredible. I know that you told me earlier that your mentor was Mary Paul. Yes. And sadly she passed of a, you know, medical condition. But what are some of the things that she taught you that you now teach to other people, especially women who are becoming entrepreneurs?
1: I didn't know how to be a business owner. I knew how to be a high performance worker. I knew how to get results. But to be a business owner, that's something I did not know. She helped me a lot with scheduling, which is a big task for <laughs> people who have home health care businesses, managing schedules and knowing how to really befriend nurses. They give you the best word of mouth, they're your marketing, and they're going out to take care of the patients that you're serving. So that was a very, very valuable lesson that me as a non-medical person to really build these groups relationships with nurses, as well as the people that were sending me business. And her being a nurse, she also helped me to look at things medically, which I was happy that I was able to pick that up because these were things I did not learn in school. But she was able to say, this is this kind of patient. This was the kind of nurse that she would need. And this is how you can please the family. And so from that, I developed a really great scheduling process that will match people's personalities the caregiver's personalities to the patient's personalities. So they definitely had a good match and as well as someone that could care for them.
0: That is, again, very inspiring. Mm -hmm. And one thing that you reminded me of here is that I would say most of our listeners that run home care agencies, they're mostly taking care of the elderly, but there's a big market also for are intellectually and developmentally disabled people, and then other medically fragile people. And so tell us about the kind of care that your agency mostly provided. And also, you told me an interesting story about where the funding for that came from. If you could share that with our listeners, I think that would be really interesting.
1: So our specialty were medically fragile children from birth until about 22 years old. They're allowed to be in that program. And if you know anything about waiver programs, Maryland has a waiver program called the Model Waiver, meaning it was a model for other states. Back in the 80s, a mother who had a medically fragile child who was in the hospital for a long period of time. She wrote legislation, she went up to Congress, and she said, hey, it will be more cost-effective if my child is at home with me. And so the Model Waiver Program was birthed, and it primarily focuses on things that are cost effective. So they don't have to pay for a hospital bed. They don't have to pay for the excessive technology and nursing because that child is at home with the parents. And so I also became a member of the advisory board for the Model Wable Program in the state of Maryland. And it helped us to focus on families with medically fragile children. These are children who may have trachs, who may have G-tubes, they have feeding disorders. So they're considered medically fragile where they need a licensed or registered nurse in the home, not just a certified nursing assistant or companion.
0: One thing that a lot of the agencies that we talk to are trying to figure out is, what should be my niche? Am I just a vanilla agency agency? and a lot of the websites you go to they say oh, we provide care for the elderly and we have some memory care and you know, then you call them up and it's like tell us about the memory care how much training do you give the caregivers on memory care and alzheimers and they're like oh we cover that for an hour in the orientation you know and you find out that they really not they really don't know you know what makes them different and what makes them special and i think that's another area where you really differentiated and made something special of your agency. And I think that's probably one of the keys, if you would agree to your very fast growth, is that you really found that niche and, and learned it and delivered it. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes. And it actually helped me with my colleagues because they didn't think I was a threat. Because if I was handling pediatric, I would get a lot of referrals from from them because their main focus were the elderly. So I kind of stayed in that lane and grew it. And we also were able to serve school systems. There was a plethora of, of untouched market with the pediatric community. And so I definitely encourage my home health care mentees to develop a niche. Please stand out.
0: So your website and your Instagram, I believe, are under the moniker of Savvy Business Chick, right? So it's a lot about women entrepreneurs. So just to take a step back about myself, I mean, I do run home care software company and Coda, but I really do believe that home care is a women-run industry, and I'm privileged to be let into the industry by all the great women that run it. And I'm very proud of my wife, who runs a very big program in a huge medical device company called Medtronic. And she's had great jobs with very big medical device companies in her career that very few women have tread in that ground. And that really makes me proud. And I know that since you specialize helping women entrepreneurs, what are some things that in particular for women entrepreneurs that you do to help get them from the idea to get them going and maybe inspire women as entrepreneurs?
1: Well, one thing I get that woman entrepreneur, whether she is a home healthcare entrepreneur, or she wants to start a side business, whether she wants to run a business while working her nine to five, or, you know, just jump out there and start a business full time, that she can do it. Like first is definitely a mindset because there are so many Things or people in our life that will try to convince us, maybe you need to go back to school, maybe you need to work on your idea a little bit more. And so there's so many self defeating areas that the woman entrepreneur would kind of give herself a back seat. So we have to break through that. And even with the nurses or those in the medical profession, they may feel like, well, I'll be a good director of nursing, but never a boss, never an owner. And so the first is the mindset and shifting that, breaking those barriers, showing them how it can be done, and then transforming that idea into a business because we have a lot of business ideas but they never get executed into a business. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to hold you accountable, which is what my mentor did to me. I would have probably got stuck on operational things if she didn't say, no, you have to finish these policies by this date. So that accountability and then sometimes holding of the hand really pushes you that you have, no, you have no other excuse, you have to get it done. And even if you're a mom or you're a student, or you have some things that, or failures that may prevented you from getting it done before, that this is a new day, this is something you can do
0: now. I love all your answers, I keep saying that every time. <laughs> one other thing that you mentioned in particular is that when you're starting a home care agency or any kind of business, there's a lot of costs. The one thing you have to anticipate when you're getting into home care is that you have to be able to float some payroll as you grow. So you need to have some money in the bank, but there's a lot of other expenses that there's much more affordable ways to do them. Are there some ideas you've come across of how you could help people say, don't spend a lot of money on that. You know, do this yourself as you're going to be better because you'll own it. You'll earn it anyway. Any thoughts on that idea on cost savings for entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah. I've noticed recently with some of the people I've consulting that they've spent a lot of money at the front end meaning getting started with their policies, procedures. And I even had one particular client that she paid $13,000 for her policies. And that was very grievous. And she wasn't sure if she was going to get approved. And just imagine all that stress. And then she finally gets approved. I met her during the application process and helped her with some things. And now you have to market. Now you have to really get your money back. So to answer your question, find cost effective ways to get started. Don't be rushed to go get an office space. If it doesn't require it, your state regulations doesn't require you to get an office space. Guess what? Clear out that extra room. And now that's your home office. It's not your laundry room and your home office. No, it's officially your home office. Invest in technologies and software that will make you more efficient. Learn to do a couple of things on your own. I always tell people, I don't get paid by LinkedIn, but LinkedIn learning has a lot of Different things that you can you could take some classes. You can maybe learn how to use Canva and design your own brochures. Maybe you can take a, a supervisory course. You can learn how to do some things like selling over the phone. Different tools that you can use. Get on LinkedIn. Like I said, they're they're not they're not paying me, but they should for this advertisement. <laughs> and that's another thing that I help people with is assessing what things that they can do for a lesser price, and then. Spend most of your money in your marketing, because you need that. You need that to get the clients. And most people, they skim on the marketing and they have everything. They got the nicest phone. They got the nicest computers. But all of that doesn't matter if you have no clients.
0: Right. It's all all about getting the clients and and (laughs) it's all about, you know, getting and retaining the caregivers as well. Yes. Like one of the things you said earlier was you learned from Mary Paul about how to create those strong relationships with the nurses in your case that were providing the care. For most of our listeners, they're dealing with the paraprofessional caregivers. If the gap was still open or their retail job, they might be in retail, but now they've transitioned to home care. They need love. They need care. Right. And a little side note here is that, first of all, we on the Ancoda website, a lot of people come and they they read about content we've provided about home care startups. And then they say, could you be our consultant? And we say, well, that's not what we do. We're not a consulting company, mm-hmm. but we also put together this, this piece that's called a home care launch kit. And okay. you can sign up for that for free. And one of the areas where I can see it go either way, but I would say a lot of people do think that it's worth paying for the policies and procedures so they don't have to start from scratch. We do have an offer there from a really strong consultant called Jeannie Kenyon, and mm-hmm. she has policies and procedures for $1,000, but you get really good policies and procedures, and then she'll give you consulting to show you how to map in all your state requirements. So That's one to look at. There's definitely a lot of consultants and also the franchise world they're like oh yeah you just pay us $60,000 we'll get you off the ground or pay these consultants you know $14,000 to get you off the ground and there are hard things to do you know getting your company applied for and working through those things but but even once you have that agency up and running it all comes down to your skills getting in the community and getting getting clients and getting caregivers and And that's really what it comes down to. So I really like,
1: I like that. I like that she's offering it for that price because you know, a lot of, a lot of people are borrowing, they're borrowing. And I feel like that's reasonable. And the fact that she's offering consulting with it. So I actually was looking for someone to maybe refer because that's not something I would like to do (laughs) is the problem. I do it really well. But it's very time consuming. And a lot of the people that are selling policies for the higher amounts, they're selling templates. So I like the fact that she is offering that and she's showing them how to customize. So I kudos to her if she hears that. Yeah.
0: I'll put her note in the in notes of this podcast episode as well. And I'll make sure to make the connection between between mm-hmm. Sean and Ginny for that one as well. Mm-hmm. Let well, us transition into the home stretch show. Tell me about it sounds like your, your programs that you offer today are mostly about mentoring. And kind of talk to us about your offerings and your mentoring and then how people could get in touch with you for your consulting and mentoring services.
1: Sure. You can definitely go to my website. That's the fastest way www.savvy, S A V V Y, business, B U S I N E S S, chick, C H I C K dot com. You can learn about me. You can see my two main mentorship programs are for one, the aspiring entrepreneur. Are you a woman entrepreneur and you got someone sent you this, but you're not not necessarily uh, interested in home care, then you can join my Savvy Successful program. And then I have my seven-figure Home care CEO. I call it the seven figure home care CEO uh, mentorship program because I transform women entrepreneurs, uh, men entrepreneurs into the seven figure because that's, that's the blueprint of me standing where you are, sitting where you are, being in your shoes. 2006 is when I started my business. I wasn't even 30 yet. Just think about that. I wasn't even 30 yet. And I started that. And by the time I was 30 years old, I was running a successful business, bought my first house. So it just skyrocketed. And I definitely know that I can help someone else get unstuck even during COVID, even during like, sorry, post COVID. Actually, it's probably a greater opportunity now because home care entrepreneurs are more appreciated. They're more appreciated right now. They realize that they don't want their mom and dad in a nursing home. They don't want them in the hospital and they may not even want them in assisted living. They want them at home and you could be that person that takes care of mom and dad or grandma <laughs> or even the aunt in their home. Your business can be that one. You can also reach me on Instagram at business chick, or my first name on LinkedIn, LaShondia, as it is spelled on the screen. So that's how you can reach me. Those I'm mostly on Instagram and, and LinkedIn. I'm recently more so on YouTube as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, I think we'll wrap up with that, but I think we've covered a lot of great topics. One is women entrepreneurs, great mentorship, which you had, great mentorship, which you provide. Yeah. Also this you-can-do-it attitude. You can do it. Attitude. And, can do it. Um, yep, exactly. And then the ability to... You know, really kind of jump in and make sure that you're spending your fortune on the right things and that you're not going into debt on things that could be done in a more affordable way and that you're really focusing on the growth and the marketing and getting out in the community. I think we've learned a ton from you today, Ms. Sean, and thank you again for being on Home Care Heroes.
1: Thank you for having me. Okay, you guys have a great time. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on the Home Care Heroes podcast. Home Care Heroes is produced by Ancota, the software for the heroes of home care. You can listen to back episodes by visiting 4homecareheroes.com. That's the number four, then the words homecareheroes.com.